welcome back to the What The Folk. Um, we've sacked our manager and we're playing the Mags in the Cup podcast and we had to just do a podcast because, uh, I don't know, just fancy doing it like. Um, I was hoping I was going to have Monday evening off, but it's half past 10 on Monday night. Um, I've spent all day working in football at Hamden Park, thought, brilliant, I can eat some chicken and I can get myself to bed nice and early, have a nice cup of tea. No. Not happening. Suddenly decide to sack or part ways with Tony Mowbray. Um, I'm going to discuss it because that's what we do, isn't it? Um, Ross, you've joined us. I'll come to you first. We discussed it in full. We both sort of said we thought that Mowbray was maybe ending his time. And yet still somehow I'm a little bit shocked that he's gone this soon. So, um, But how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think we both said that it was coming. The signs were there. His comments in the press that came out today probably he knew alluded to that he knew that it was coming. It felt like other than the the one off win against Birmingham, the performances have just been shocking compared to our high standards that would set. Um, I'm shocked it came so soon. I, I I thought I might have given them to the new year, but I think they've got someone lined up to be honest. So it's it'll probably look from the outside as shocking. Uh, shocking decision but at the same time I think the writing's been on the wall for the past few weeks and especially after Saturday it felt like yeah we're not getting any better here Brad I know you went on the podcast on um, Saturday night but obviously I made it clear on the podcast that you are a fan of Mr Mowbray I think you've been the most vocal fan of him and look we all have been at points I think it took until Saturday so I finally went I'm not entirely sure and I think the same with Ross which is probably why it feels quite sudden because it was the first time I'd like ever gone oh I'm not sure if this is working right but he has gone um, but you're a little bit on the different side of the fence Brad your immediate reaction in our WhatsApp group wasn't necessarily a chuffed one but um you've had 10 minutes to um, digest it mate so has your opinion changed in those 10 minutes no not at all um i mean look i can't predict the future and say the next guy that comes in whoever it may be is gonna prove me wrong but i just think it's it's far too quick there's just a few bad results and everything that he's done in the past it seems like they're just forgotten about like what he done last season for us getting us where we were with the lowest budget, one of the lowest budgets in the league and the team of Burns was remarkable. And I just think that it's just too much of a knee-jerk reaction and they've just got shot of him. And now it doesn't sit right with me. I thought he deserved at least a bit more time to put the recent run right. It was only two months ago we were on the one where I think we won four in the last five. So... The second with only one win in the last five, I think it's just now nah, it just doesn't sit right with me. Not 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 the best decision for me. But look, paid the big bucks to make these decisions. Um, but no, I just think he just des- he deserved a little bit more time. And I think there'll be a lot of people who feel the same way. I think you know I asked the question um, on Twitter whether you were Mowbray in out or unsure, and it it came Mowbray out, but it was like minimal. Like honestly, it was. So the Brexit vote or the Scottish independence vote if we want to chuck a bit of politics in there. Um, but yeah, it, it it was still relatively split, which I think is why it'll take a lot of people by surprise. But um, it's a question I probably wouldn't normally ask and maybe a question that 
Oh, goodness me. Doesn't really matter. Um, I'm trying to wolf down some chicken as I'm discussing this, by the way. Uh, but Ross, like, what's your immediate emotion in the aftermath? I think we can all say whether we think it's right or wrong in the moment. But um, my emotion's actually a little bit of sadness because I, I did like him. And let's be honest, I haven't liked that many managers over time. Yeah, I'm a bit gutted. I am a bit gutted because I think last season was special. Um and to be fair, I remember us standing outside the stadium when we realised that it was Tony Mowbray coming in and we were all a bit like, well, safe pair of hands. You know, we're not sure what's, what, what's going to happen. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But he totally exceeded expectations last year. We played some phenomenal football. Um, he's improved individuals in in the side, young lads who hadn't had experience at this level. And I am, I'm just a bit good that he wasn't the guy to take us up or challenge to get us up again this year. Um, but, so yeah, a bit of sadness, but also I think it's nice for a manager to go with a good reputation when it's the right time, which I believe it is. I can obviously, I totally understand Brad's opinion and his view and I can, I can see why people feel that way. But it's nice for a manager to go on good terms and not be tarnished with a toxic atmosphere, or, you know, where some a horrific result at home where it just feels like ah, there's no comeback from this. He's gone at a time where it feels like, yeah, it might be the right time, but he also he goes with his head held high. And I think he's got his dignity intact and he's got a lot of support and you'll always be welcome back at the stadium. Like you see, like all all managers who've come in, especially Alex Neal, Stoke, and he's got notebook shit. Mowbray's going to get a great reception from Southern fans. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely will. Um, he's been far better than I could have ever anticipated, but I think Sunderland Association Football Club are a massively different beast from the one he came into. And look, I think I've had my own issues with Speakman and recruitment and all kinds of stuff, and there's a million different arguments for it. But I think ultimately I back it because, like I said it on the podcast on Saturday, I'm really ambitious. Like, I've had enough of, like, just something being, ah, well, fair enough, and I think we've got enough to go up, and I don't think it was looking like it, and I think the board probably think we've got to at least match what we did last season in terms of league position, and it didn't look like it. And, you know, if you're not pushing forward, you're pushing backwards, and it feels like a weird situation to be a Sunderland fan because normally a manager that had done what Tony Mope had done, you'd kind of be a bit like, well, no, I would keep him. But I think the way Sunderland... Association Football Club's running at the moment. That's not how it's going to be. And I agree with you, Ross. I think someone might be sort of lined up and, and ready to go for Saturday. Um, I could be wrong with that and I don't know who it would be, but I think we've seen that Speakman is not the kind of person, unless it's a centre forward, that leaves you short. Um, you make sure that you've you've got someone sort of coming in. I think, well, I'm saying that, you know what, that's a bit unfazed after short a few times, but I think when it comes to management, you'll have a succession plan. Um, I think that'll be at the very basis of Dreyfus's and, and his plan for the football club. I think in a way it feels like um, when Poyet left, I really like Gus Poyet. I still like Gus Poyet. He was one of the most listened to guests in the early days of this podcast for a reason because he's well-liked and he, he, he had a good time. And overall, it, his time in Sunderland will be viewed as successful, but it had a shelf life. And whilst it didn't really um, 
get much better after he left. It was still felt at the time after he got beat 4-0 at Villa, it was the right time. And if anything, Mowbray's skipped that toxic 4-0 home defeat Aston Villa, if you prefer, and is going to be leaving on good terms. But um, Brad, it, I want to chuck a question at you instead, because you, you are not sure on this decision, as you've said before, which is a completely valid opinion. And a lot of people will agree with you and a lot of people will be nodding as they're listening to that. But why do you think it has happened? Why now? It's impossible to say, really. Um, but like you say, it, it split. Some fans thought it was the right time and some didn't. And that'll be the same within the club. Some will think now's the right time. The only way I can see it is they think that this squad is still capable of doing something this season and we're only three points outside the playoffs. So two or three wins, especially teams in the rounders over the next few games is going to catapult us back up there. But then on the flip side is, where you get the other side of the argument, my side, we have only three points outside the playoffs. If Mowbray wins his next game, we could potentially be back into sixth and where we were last season. And we're still on track to where we were at this point last season. I know last season's point tally wouldn't really get you anywhere. Well, it looks like it won't this season, but I just think that they've thought on that side, like you two, look, we're still within touching distance of the, of them playoffs. It's going to be a tight pack. And is there someone that's going to come in that's willing to be able to change things? Look, I mean, I was I was open and said, Mobray, if it, one of his downfalls is he stuck to the same plan and it was just so predictable. And that might have been his downfall. But if look, if they thought it had been right and we hadn't lost these games just by the odd one goal or, or drawn against the... Um, Millwall at the weekend and we got a point. I got got all three points, should I say. People were saying that his way is right. So it's just fine margins in football. And I just think the hierarchy, look, they might be right and I'm wrong. And they think that the players that they've got are capable of getting us to that next level. And they feel like another manager and a fresh pair of eyes might be able to do that. So, yeah, I think it, it's... Like you, like Ross has said, it hasn't got to that toxic state yet, and I think the club are trying to do all they can to avoid it from getting to that. And rather pull the trigger now, while people can sort of be on the fence and understand it without agreeing with it. Um, and look, it might work, it might not, but you don't know unless you take a chance. Yeah, and and I think for me. I kind of agree with a lot of the stuff you said there as well, even though one sort of opposite side of the fence with, with Mowbray, um, it it was starting to feel negative, but it didn't feel like a rotten core. <laughs> Do you remember those days, like the rotten core days? It, like it, it didn't feel like that. It was kind of like I could understand people who wanted Mowbray still to be there. For me, I, I said a lot of what I had to say on Saturday. So did you, Ross. And, you know, I had Lee on as well, and they had that discussion also on top of that. But um just out of curiosity, one thing I want to point out, Ross, was do you not think the sacking has maybe come a little bit too soon? Should we not have waited till Rotherham so we could have lost the game and then beat the Mags 3-0 and um, directly afterwards? Because those were the good old days, weren't they? Hi. <laughs> it is funny that we drew the Mags and they're like, oh, we need to change the manager. It used to work all the time. Um, I No. It, it, I think I'm glad in a way um, that it's happened now. So, Whoever comes in's got time over Christmas 
to to hopefully implement some positive changes and get us firing again because it would have been it, it probably would have been in the back of the minds that like the longer we leave it if we if we continue the trajectory we're on and the performance levels dip to the way they have then we risk being further behind in the playoff hunt as Brad said there it is fine margins but I think the overall performance of certain individuals which were key to the way Mowbray played dipped and now I believe that's affected the whole team the way we play and I think one thing that's been quite clear this year is when it's good it's been fantastic but when it's been bad it's looked it's looked so much worse than when we were probably poor last year in my opinion and I think I think the gap between when we're good and when we're underperform it's too big for us to remain consistent to get them points into the playoffs with Mowbray of course there's nothing factual to back that up and it's all like from just looking at it but I'm sure the stats are actually in our favour for some things but then on the other hand we're conceding far too many goals so yeah I've went in roundabouts there really talking about nothing but at the same time I can again we can see why they've made it now rather than wait and I, I feel like Unless my, my my tone will change if Mike Dodds takes charge of the next two games, because then it's like, what's the point? I honestly think I'll have someone lined up. I mean, I could be completely wrong with it, but my thought process is there's no real reason to sack him at the moment. Although you could say they did that with Johnson, didn't have anyone lined up. I still kind of felt like they thought Keane was going to come in. At the time, they didn't expect it to be the two, three games. I mean, I don't know. Look, I wasn't part of that conversation. And obviously, um, I think... Plus, we've been... Sorry, sorry. plus we've been walloped 6-0 away from home to Bolton. Very I, different. I, I mean, it's... it's Like, it is it is an odd one, really, because, like, I think people outside of the club are finding it really quite surprising. But it's no shock, really. I don't think massively. Maybe the timing, but... Um, like that Millwall fan that I had on the preview show, I asked him about Gary Rowett, and I was like, Well, that was quite surprising. And he said, Well, not if you're part of the club. And I think there'll be people outside of the club thinking he's been treated really badly in that. But I think it just where Sunderland are as a football club at the moment. And we see ourselves as a team that can't dip from below last season. And look, if you <sighs> said it a couple of times, said it in the podcast on Saturday, if you're going, if you're not going forwards or you're standing still, you're going backwards. And at the minute, we're not even standing still, to be honest. I know that could change in a couple of results, but it didn't look like that was going to happen. It really didn't look like that was going to happen. Um, so I understand it, but look, he, he has gone. Um, there's not even, we've done this so quickly, there's not even manager odds. I was having a bit of a look. Um, before we get out of that, we we will, who we would like to replace him. And it's, I don't even think I've decided yet. I'm just going to throw names out randomly, but... How do you think his time will be remembered, Brad, uh, Tony's? Given us probably the best football of our lifetime. I agree with um, that. I think when it was good, it was the best I've ever seen. Um, and for the context, I'm 32-year-old, not 50-year-old, as someone pointed out on the ready to go for him. I sound like a born 50-year-old sometimes because of my quirky voice. So I'm 32. Did someone say that? Yes. <laughs> um, so he's given the, the best football I've seen in my lifetime without a shadow of a doubt and look I, we'd still talk about the Peter Reid Peter Reid days the football wasn't as good as it is today so I thank him for that 
Um, and look, I've just someone's just popped up on there. He, he's left, and he had a forty percent win record. That's quite good. By the way, we it did completely quite... the wrong thing by doing a podcast. I'm just looking online at some of the reactions. Ahmad's already responded and said, "Thank you, boss, and good luck." which breaks me out a little bit. But someone also replied saying, Bradley Dak, when he hears the Mowbray news, and it's that, I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, well, speaking of the Ahmad one, I put in our group chat. I think he only came back if Mowbray was here, personally. I've, I've got to be honest and say that. I kind of half believe that. I think he was a big fan of Mowbray, wasn't he? So... Um, I I honestly believe that was our biggest hope, and now I can just see Mowbray going to Swansea, and then Ahmad signs for Swansea on January the first. But you know what? Just... But you know what? Ahmad, I would love Ahmad back, but he was here on loan. He's not our player. We're kind of just keeping an hope on a player coming in in January. Like we've got to actually build stuff and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. I understand that, Graham. But going back to how old Tony Mowbray be remembered, he'll just be remembered for giving us great football, an unforgettable season, um, and just. Being truthful and honest to the fans all the time. Thoroughly the nice blow. Just a thoroughly Just nice enjoyed, blow. I enjoyed listening to all his press conferences. I enjoyed listening to his post-matches, regardless on what the result was. I just I just think he was a, a, a cracking bloke. Um, and he came into the club. It, well, some people would think it a bit of a strange time, and he was the right man. And unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out towards the end, for whatever reason. And... Look, I hope wherever he goes, they, they see the football that we've seen. Obviously, not against us, but and he's he a success at the rest of his career. I mean, there's other managers I look back at, and I'm glad their careers have gone downhill. And one of them's like, nearly enough sacked at Fleetwood now. Um, yeah, he goes with nothing but like praise from me, and I'll always look back at this season like I did from the Peter Reid years of how good it was, how enjoyable it was. Um, and I thank him for that. I mean, he was, he was a big reason I fell in love with going back to watch, to watch my club every week. Yes, we had the Wembley success and what have you, but actually going in a week week in, week out to watch the team, I was excited because I, I was just sometimes mesmerised by the football we were playing and that's, a lot of it was down to him. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember him really well. But I will stand by the fact I think it's the right decision, but I will remember him really well um, and it's refreshing to have that. But Ross, I think we've probably talked an awful lot about what it'll be remembered by but I don't want to leave you out um, what's going to be your Biden memories of Mowbray I know it's hard to kind of discuss the memories of Mowbray when he still feels like our manager because it's like 10 minutes ago um, but like your initial thoughts of how you think you'll remember I have a fairly good honest bloke who played good attractive football when it went well and uh, bloke who let's be honest was a couple of centre-halves and a striker away from having a good run in the playoffs and being 90 minutes away from Premier League football and you know, you can't take that away from Mowbray. Um, he was fantastic last season. It can't be forgotten. But also on the flip side, unfortunately, football moves on and we're in the here and now. And to me, the performance on Saturday was a million miles from that style and that attack and threat football that we showed last year. So I think that's why it's, it's happened, unfortunately, you know. And it's a big acid test now for Speakman because whoever brings in now is fully his man with fully his players. So it's got to work now. And if it doesn't work now for Speakman, then he's in trouble. 
Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that say, um, statement as well. By the way, I was saying, like, how will he be remembered? Just if, if you're coming into this late, he's not dead. Um, he's fully alive. He's just been sacked. Rest in peace, Tony. We're the angels now. <laughs> oh, this is what happens when you don't prepare for a podcast properly, Graham. But, um, I, yeah, go ahead. Can I just say as well, the one of the big reasons I've put in the group chat that I'm furious is when I told my last Mosby has been sacked, she's absolutely livid with me. Because she said, what does that mean about the Hugo Boss? Sheila, that I've bought you for Christmas. <laughs> Do you still want it? I'm like, no. You have to send it back now and get me something else. <laughs> just uh, just post uh, above it, like, not the boss. Um, and then you can feel just like Tony. Uh, sorry, sorry, Tony. That was, that was so bad, Graham. It was so, so bad. bad. So bad. Um Look, he has gone. He's gone. We've talked about Tony. He remembered well. He played nice football. Some of us feel it's the right time. Some of us feel it a bit too early. But we need to look forward. Um, we've got some really big games on the horizon. One of them, which I'm sure we'll talk about before we end. Um, I'm not sure if I want to 100%, but yep, yeah, we might as well. Um, but big games coming up in the league, like Leeds at home is tough. West Brom at home is tough. Uh, Holloway is tough. But there's a lot of good managers there at the moment, if I'm not going through the list, that are available. And I think some of the names I'll chuck into the ring are going to surprise people. But before I ask you who you want on a realistic perspective, Brad, I want to ask, in a utopian world, who would you bring in? And then who would you who do you think we can bring in? Well, the obvious one, that if you had your beat, like if you had your wish, would be Graham Potter, but that ain't going to happen. Or Marcelo Bielsa, but he's just got the Uruguay job, hasn't he? Um, realistically, going to be a young European manager now. He had that Farioli lined up in the summer. Apparently, he's went to Nice and doing great things there. I think he's got the best defensive record in in the league up there uh, or down there. Um, I've seen Solskjaer mentioned. But does he come to us? I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to think. Um, whoever it is, they need to hit the ground running, really. Because I think the flip side of, I'll, I'll go back to Mowbray leaving, is the people that are on the fence. If this new manager doesn't come in and we see a sudden change in results, people will be thinking, well, what the fuck have you sacked him for? Because nothing's changed or it's got even worse. So there's a lot of pressure on the new guy and the new guy has to back himself from day one. Not like, oh, I need time to bed my philosophy and I need I need time to do this, that, the other. He needs to come in, make his stamp and basically let the fancy change straight away. Otherwise, it could get nasty for Speakman. That, that, that's another worry of mine that it could get toxic in and around the club. Um, but look... A realistic possibility is, is it's it's hard to pick, but if, if I had to say anyone and we could even tempt them would be Graham Potter. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um I don't know what the hell we would do to tempt them. I think there's no I'll go back to the Angelina Jolie analogy that I made on the podcast on Saturday. I would love to think that could happen, but I don't think it's going to. Um when I look through available managers, there is there is some interesting names on there. Um, there's some horrendous names on there, such as uh, Gareth Ainsworth. But before I kind of go through a list of players that, uh, not players, sorry, managers that I wouldn't mind, um, who would you, 
be interested in whilst we've I think collectively we could all agree Potter would be the ideal scenario. Do I think we could tempt him to the championship? Nah. Nah. I think he'll wait until the England job is available after the Euros personally. But um you know who who could we get? We're still like a very, very attractive club at a very good time. Yeah, we are, isn't it? Um there's not many real standouts, so I feel like we will look for to be honest. Um I'm just I'm a bit good for us having sacked Cooper yet because I think Steve Cooper would be great for the squad. And I think it'll be a job which he'd be really good. He's really good developing young players. He did great with England youth teams. So it is a shame. But if we're talking about developing young players and being good with England youth teams, Lee Cosley might be a name. Which will get banded about, I, I believe. Um, England are 21, he, 23. Yeah, he won the Euros for England as manager. So he did. So that, that's putting a name out there. I, I just think it will be left field. It'll be some, I, I've seen all over Twitter, uh, somebody called Luca El, Elsner. He's at Le Havre, is that how you say it in France? Um, and he's got him in the top 10 of Liga 1 mm. with, a bud, with the lowest budget in the league. And he's a 30-year-old hip Scandinavian. He sounds right up Speakman Street. Um, just seen some random names. I think he'll just be a random data, data-based appointment. Um, and I believe, to be fair, you look at that as a Feroli, who was so mm-hmm. good, is doing so good in France. I think if it wasn't for fan backlash, he would be here in the summer. So I suppose we've just got to but I would trust in the recruitment side of it. Um, Just the model again. Just the model again, yeah. To be fair, this is the first blip, really, in the model. It's credit in the bank, isn't it? It's credit in the bank. Uh That's it. And I still still believe, I know a lot has been said about our squad and how maybe he's been hung out with drying the striker department, but I still think this squad's good enough for top six. Yeah, so do I. I. I thought at the start of the season, I still do. Um, I think there's a few things that we can do. You know, um, to get us up there, we're not that far out of it, which people would say, well, maybe it's a long time to sack Mowbray. But like again, I feel like it was going the opposite direction and we need something that can lift it back up. But um, I'm going to fire a name at Brad. I'm going to fire a name at Ross and then see what you think. I've just picked six names randomly out of the hat of people who are available who will probably never, ever, ever Come to Sunderland. Um, oh, you know what? Seven. I actually, that's a good point. That Brad's just shown us a photo of someone. That's a good point. Um, I'll give you the first one, Brad. Controversial because he's had a bad time up in Scotland, but highly rated coach, very well respected by young players, allegedly. Michael Beale, yes, no? No. Okay. Can I say that because, like you, I also follow Rangers. No, 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 no. Ross, I'll give you the next one. Uh, Ralph Hasnahuttle. Definitely. Without a shout, but I don't. <sighs> he's another one. Is he gonna? Are we going to be able to afford his wages? At, and will he swallow his pride to come down to championship level? But if he's available and he's interested, 100%. I'm with you on that as well. I'd 100% be interested in him. I think what happened at Southampton towards the end wouldn't have directly blamed him I think those are the factors and I think he had a really successful time before that seems like a really good bloke as well and I think Southampton are well known for blood and young players there's a reason they would have pointed them they've had 
sort of data-led-ish approaches for a while. I assume he would have been on their list when they appointed him for a reason. So I would be for that. Again, I don't know if I could get him. Uh, I'll give you the next one, Brad. This one, I would be really for, just to point out, I would be massively for this, mainly just because I like the bloke, like, a lot. Like, I really like him. I don't know if he'd be a good manager. I just like him, and I'd be on board with it. But I'll throw a name at you, Brad. Jesse Marsh. Not for me either. Um, Boring. I just... No, I, I just... Yeah, he had a, he had a little bit of a, a good spell, didn't he? Towards uh, keeping leads up, and then I think it just turned a bit sour as well. I just don't think it was. But that's not a slight on him because the guy he came into a place again, the Leeds fans all loved, like adored him. What job? I think to replace Bielsa. Like he went to them at the wrong time for me. So potentially. But again, that team coming into a place one where the fans aren't a hundred percent sure on if the sacking was right. So straight away he's under pressure, immediate pressure. So not for me either. I reckon like if you like if you appointed Jesse Marsh, it would be like the combination of Sun Until I Dive meets Ted Lasso. It would be like the best fake reality reality TV uh, TV show ever. But anyway, uh, Ross, I'll give you the next name. This is another one that I don't think we could tempt him, but I would have a stab at it. But I imagine, you know, based on what we had before, it, if we were interested in this guy, we'll probably sound him out and we'll have a yes or no by now anyway. But um, from Bodo Glimt, Knotson, plays great football, young. Uh, actually, I don't know if he's young, but plays great football. Um, Yeah. Always be on board with that. Probably, yeah. I, I know this is very boring of myself not to have a big, massive opinion, but I just feel like I feel like we'll have the man already. I feel like we could just I be know. speculating, speculating, sake. But obviously, that's what we do. We're a podcast for fans. We're just talking about it. But I, I genuinely think it could be somebody nobody's ever heard of. I'm just basically filling in filler on the pod at this point to switch off, lads. Not enough energy. Probably <laughs> we've probably ruined you again by this point, depending on what kind of listener you are. Um, but I'm pleased you made it this far. Thanks very much. You can now unsubscribe if you feel. Um, now I'll chuck a few more at you as well. Uh, Brad, one a day that is going to get mentioned, I think. And I honestly, again, wouldn't be massively against this. I think he plays good football. It wouldn't be my first choice, but I think if it, if it was him, I wouldn't be disappointed. But uh, Paul Heckenbottom. Possibly. And I say possibly lightly because, yes, he probably would get us in the round at the top of the playoffs. But it's that next step up and you've seen what's happened to Sheffield United this season and it's been horrendous. So is it just a short-term fix or are they looking long-term? That, that's what you, it, it, If it's something at the end of the season, I, I could maybe just get on board with it, but it wouldn't inspire me massively. I give... One final one to you, Ross. And it's weird. We discussed this the other day, uh, me and Ashley, funnily enough. And I was kind of on board with it, but I can't give you any reason why. I just think it's a sexy name. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Oh, that would be left field. I don't know if he'd come to the championship. Um, but you look at what he did with that Rangers team, I think... Rangers fans are probably zoning it now thinking God we didn't know how good we had it with the football they played and he also developed good young players and made them a lot of money 
on the likes of Joe Rebo, Calvin Bassey. Um, yeah, couldn't get the best out of Ahmad though, could he? <laughs> That's very true, actually. That is very true. Yeah. So yeah, it, I don't know. I think it, it would be a big name appointment, and yeah, I think I would be on board with that. To be honest, given that where we're at and the names we linked with last time, I feel like it would definitely be an upgrade on what we've been linked with in the past. Don't think you'll come though. No, these, I don't think any of these people that I'm mentioning will come. I'm just literally wanting to ask the question. Brad, I want to <laughs> ask the final one to you before I let you go. And this is never going to happen. This is a shits and giggles guess. Just for a laugh. Final answer. Final question, sorry. Some other dice is available, mate. One last dance. One last dance. Yes. I, I'd, I'd be ma- I could massively get on board with that. I, I really could. I don't think I could. It would be so short term, it would be unbelievable. But there is a part of me that would like laugh about the fact that there's a game coming up. But um lads, thank you. Know, we haven't actually discussed the game. I'm not going to chat about it. Um, but thanks for joining. And um I don't know how the pod is going to come across. We haven't really planned it. We didn't know he was going to be sacked or whatnot, but hopefully it's given you something to listen to because I know we're all kind of rumorating on what's happened and trying to put together like our emotions because we're all idiots that are obsessed with the football club and forever will be um but thanks for joining thanks for chatting like i hope it's like entertained you for a bit i hope it's had enough energy i hope it hasn't ruined you weekend uh listen we've missed dave we know that um but he will be back soon but uh ross and brad thanks very much thank you very much thank you we haven't really missed dave he'd have thrown some fucking name out like frank lampard wouldn't he <laughs> don't even think about that name he's already said all he got a full shower on the group chat so I think that says it all uh, nah, not for me <laughs>